Hello, today's episode is titled, Finding Your Flow with Mia. Mia is an entrepreneur and coach. She's an inspiring mentor for women who are balancing work, family, and their wellness. Mia wants to empower other moms to be balanced and live with ease. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Hello, Mia, and welcome to Earrings Off. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. It's so fun to be with two hosts. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you say that in a few minutes, Mia. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to jump right into the interview. If you would just start by telling us a, a bit about your business, Plan Simple. Yeah. So I am obsessed with the fact that the way that we sometimes think about planning the various aspects of our life, and I think a lot of us come into that with, you know, what we're doing in the workday, or a lot of us get into wanting to eat better and getting into meal planning or, you know, thinking about our exercise routine. Um, There's other areas that we'll get into that I think we need to plan more for that we don't. Um, But that whole model, it's very sort of corporate and systematic and and masculine. Um, And so I have found that as I have embarked on goals that I thought were kind of impossible and was really committed to not being a woman who I have three kids. So, and I was just committed to not being somebody who was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I just needed to find a different way to navigate time mm-hmm. because I was just finding that it was so easy to overwhelm myself with mm-hmm. all the things. Um, and I just don't think any of us need to be that way. So that was sort of the, you know, that's, that's how I got into what I'm doing. Like, I mean, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Um, but the journey was like a little more, you know, I'm sitting here. No one can, no one can see what my fingers are doing, but the, the journey was a little bit more. She's winding. doing a circular motion for the audience. It's sort of and a zigzag. It's going all over the place. Exactly. I, you know, I can help you yeah. out with that. Yeah. And so it started when it started when I was doing something totally different. Actually, I, I was a graphic designer and I had had my three little kids and I sort of had checked off a lot of boxes that, that I thought I was supposed to have checked off at that point. And I was one day just reflecting on the fact that I had had a lot of cups of coffee and that I was exhausted. Yeah. Even though caffeine was supposed to make you not exhausted (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that I was just, I just felt bad that I was exhausted and that I had all these things that I felt I should be grateful for. And somehow that led me to to upgrading my health. Like it, it led me to food. Um, so what is plan simple now actually started off as plan simple meals. Um, and because it started as it came out of a journey that I took, um, to 
let lose some weight, 60 pounds to be exact. And mm. um changed the way I ate. I didn't really know about vegetables. <laughs> like if you had told me to get kale, I kind of probably would have been overwhelmed at that point if you had told me to go get it at the supermarket because I'm not <laughs> sure I would have known exactly which green leaf that was. Mm. Um wow. so it started off with that and I wrote a book about food actually. But when I took that book out into the world and met thousands of women over and over again, everybody knew more about food than I did. And I had just written a book about it. And I realized that they still weren't doing, they weren't treating their bodies the way that they wanted to. And that that had a lot more to do with time than figuring out what kale was at the grocery store, which had been my dilemma. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation because um, (laughs) I need to know how you figured it all out. (laughs) I don't know that I still have, but one day at a time, right? That's part of it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Mia, how specifically can we each have it all, you know? And, of course, to each one of us, having it all means something different. But what do you mean when you say, how can we have it all? Yeah. So, I mean, I think what you just said is super important. First of all, that what like having it all and what we might want is really different for all of us. And that sounds really obvious, but I don't know, like that was really my dilemma that the, at the time that I decided to get healthy was um, I had all of what I thought I was supposed to have, which actually didn't really resonate right. with what I actually right. wanted. So I, mm. I, I definitely want to point out that piece. Right. And then I'm going to go to an Oprah quote, which is Oprah says that you can have it all, but just not all at once. And mm. so that was really like, I feel like, yeah, of course, we, we just have to, we just have to dream big enough about what we want. And then why I'm so infatuated with planning is because we just need a map. You know, we just need a plan to get there. Uh, like we can't have it all tomorrow necessarily. I mean, maybe miracles happen and that will happen. But for most of us, um, we just have to understand what the next step is and the next step is and the next step is. And many of us don't pause long enough to do that. Right. So, right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's so true because I think part of it, Mia, is just, you know, just recognizing that what having it all to you, I don't have to use you as my timetable, you know? Yeah. And so we each get to sort of craft our plan for ourselves, but it can be so hard when you're bombarded with all of these messages every day that tell you, you should have this, you should be doing this, and you should be doing a better job here. So that's, um, that can be overwhelming. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's like, I feel like that's on, you know, that's moving at a way faster pace every day. Like every time a new social media platform comes on, right. it's like the messages come faster and faster. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it sounds like um, balance is, is kind of key, right? So what, what does balance mean to you? Yeah. So um, I think that ba- like, I feel like my understanding of balance had been, and so maybe some people listening can relate to this, had been, had come from this desire to have work-life balance. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that gets shown to us as time, right? So it's like, I have this eight hour job. And then in order to have like work-life balance, I must have to find these eight hours to balance that out. Um, and technically that's possible because there's 24 hours in a day. So if you do the eight hours of sleep or whatever, but we all know that we're doing more than three things, like 
some of us work longer than eight hours and, you know, there's other things. So what I, when I really started looking into balance, I was like, Oh, like I, I always start with the dictionary. And so I was like, Oh, like when you think about it, balance isn't linear. Like it's not based on time. It's actually like weight. So like when you think of that old fashioned scale, yeah, um, like that's balance. So I, one day just like thought of this, this picture in my head and I'm like, so interesting. Like you could have this huge hollow plastic ball and then you could have this like little teeny piece of gold and like they might weigh the same actually mm-hmm. and they balance each other out. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I started to think about, you know, balance at a time when I was working pretty hard and I had, you know, three little kids and everything felt pretty out of balance. I started to realize that like, oh, if I just take like 10 minutes and take a shower alone, or eventually that became and meditate or make myself a healthy smoothie, like Mm -hmm. that actually balances out a lot of my day that that is all I need to feel okay about the next three hours of work or the fact that my kid is having a tantrum for two hours. Like, so, so it really became about, well, what really balances out this situation, not based on time, but based on the value that it gave me in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just want to, with that one little caveat, I want to say that like a lot of us have something in our life. And for a lot of women, I think it can be their career that feels um, like maybe not all the pieces feel valuable. So at the same time as we're balancing things out, I think there's also a way to make the things feel more valuable or let pieces of them go. Um, but again, it comes back to that idea of balance and, and mm-hmm you know, balancing out the things. Okay. So what is the first thing we should look at when we are feeling overwhelmed? Um, when they, you know, we keep adding and adding and adding to our to-do list. Yeah. So there's a little, a lot of little things I have to say about that. <laughs> um, so, so, so first of all, I think we make long to-do lists mean something, you know, like we, we, we put a lot of, we actually put a lot of value in them. Like we, we, we just make them mean something really like that life is hard. We're never going to finish. Like the stories we tell ourselves about our to-do lists are, you know, pretty, pretty negative. And so my solution actually is around how I think about planning. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to say, you know, overwhelm, just like joy or ease, or, you know, any pick any good word you want, they're all actually feelings. So you could have three things on your to do list and feel overwhelmed about them. And you could have 25 things on your to do list and feel overwhelmed about that. So true. So so it doesn't necessarily matter how many things are on there. Um, We're creating the overwhelm when, you know, for a variety of reasons. So that's one thing. Um, then do you want like a, a solution for the to-do list? Yeah. Would that be helpful? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Okay. So one of the things that I do, which I have found really helpful is, so, you know, I'm human. I'm, I think women actually are drawn to to-do lists. <laughs> like, so I'm always <laughs> writing things down on post-its and the back yeah. of receipts and whatever. Yeah. Um, I have that collection definitely for sure on my desk. And I actually think that's quite a beautiful creative process. Like, I think it is one of the ways that we tap into our intuition and it's like, oh, I have this idea. Let me write it down. Um, but then once a week, usually before Monday, you know, so some time between Friday and, and Sunday, I actually just ask myself, okay, what do I really need to be thinking about for this next week? 
And I just make, I guess, another to-do list basically of those things that are really coming to mind. Um, And then I look at that in relationship to what I'm really wanting right then, like Mm -hmm. sort of how I want to feel, what my values are feeling right now, what season I'm in. And I, I make some choices while, while it's on the to-do list. Like I'll be like, okay, these are the three things that if I do these three things this week, I'm going to feel really great. Or I'll bundle together all the things that landed there that have to do with health or food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll sort of organize it a little bit, but then I have in order for it to be useful to me and not be overwhelming, I get everything into time. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things that like we do is either we jump too quickly into time and then we're not really using our wisdom, which mm-hmm. I believe comes out more in a list. Um, or we keep the list and, and from a list, like our, our brain just doesn't understand. Like basically when we write things down on a list, our brain thinks like you've done it, like you've, it's on the list, like you wanted it. Like it's, it's as good as done, which it is. If we don't, if our mind doesn't get in the way and be like, no, it's not, I'm overwhelmed. And so what I like to do is like literally find the time over the course of a week for all the things. So eating dinner, going shopping, doing this work project, going on my walk. Um, sometimes I'll group things together. Like if there's like five things that make up like my morning or my evening, like I'll group Mm -hmm. things together, but I basically make time in advance to make sure that I see all the things and and that they all fit in a day. And that, and I'm not talking all about doing, by the way, I want to be really clear. Like this isn't about hustle and doing like I put, go to bed on it. Right. Like, so I'm looking when I look over the course of my week, if, if it's like telling the story of who I want to be, it should, everything I see there should support that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm trying to make money, I would have things that make money. If I'm trying to get healthy, there would also be things that are getting me healthy. And and I see that in time. And if a lot of times when I do this, I have more on my list than actually fits in time, Mm -hmm. but under like being disappointed for a minute on Sunday night is a whole different experience than feeling disappointed all day long that and overwhelmed all day long that all like the list is too long. So I spend like five minutes maybe being disappointed and then being, but, and this is my week. And then during the week, my job is just to be excited about what's there. And I make sure that any to-do lists I wrote are like tucked away in a drawer. Like it's not what I'm looking at. I am just simply looking at the calendar and the time and just coming to terms with, with, with that, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, every once in a while, I can make, make things more efficient, or I realize there's certain things I don't want to do. Um, but I don't have that problem that there's, you know, 500 things and only however many hours there are in a week, mm-hmm. like, because I've already fitted into time. But I like the point that you made that you make sure when you're making your list that it fits in with what your priorities actually are. Yes. That you don't put things on the list and then you get upset that you didn't meet them when apparently that was really not your priority for that yes. week because you had some other things that were a larger concern. So, yeah. um, and we need to sort of, particularly as women, we need to give ourselves a break with some of that because we throw everything on there. We try to manage everything. And it's like you said, the time issue, there are only so many hours in a day. So, yeah. yeah. And so much energy that we have. Right. So yeah. we're really, yeah. yeah. So earlier you, you piqued my curiosity when you talked about fem, a feminine, 
planning being feminine. Mm. Can you can you talk a little more about a feminine yeah. way to plan? Tell us yeah, about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, planning actually in itself is quite a masculine like the the I, the part of calendaring is quite masculine and I think that that's um possibly what's caused us some problems mm-hmm. <laughs> as, yeah. as women. I mean, technically the history of, of the planner is it was created like in civil war times when men mm-hmm. were coming back yeah. from war and were for the first time in, in this history were like, didn't know, weren't coming back to work that they knew they needed. So it was really mm-hmm. about work mm-hmm. and how to figure out what to do next with work. And before that, they had sort of inherited what they were doing or whatnot. And it was just a very different thing, but it definitely wasn't meant for a woman Mm -hmm. who was like, I mean, those guys were not thinking about what their kids were eating at night or Mm. the relationship with their wife, even probably like they weren't thinking about any of these things. Right. And Mia, I read that on your website, that point that you made. And I thought, you know what, that is dead on. This was (laughs) something that men created that we're trying to morph into yes 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 and so and the thing and so so the part that I think is really important and I've like I've noticed just having worked with a lot of women is that a lot of times if we sit down to plan whether that's like meal planning or planning our week or whatever it is we end up looking at this like like this structure Mm -hmm. and then we like lose our creativity and uh, the feminine quality I think is creativity it's intuitive it's like grounded, like we're so smart. Like we get these ideas out of nowhere to, you know, eat in this certain way or go to this certain exercise studio or work on this certain project or uh, respond to a person in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's like really intelligent. But then there was never, like, I never understood how to actually make those things happen because I felt like I would have these ideas and then life would happen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to put it all together. So, right. I, so we already like sort of touched on what I think is a, a more feminine process, but I'll just break it down really quickly is, is this idea that we first spend time considering what we want Um And to me, that's kind of like a spiritual practice, like, you know, really like, what am I meant to be doing today, this week in this lifetime? Like you can, you can put whatever time Mm -hmm. parameter around it you want, but like, you know, and that's, you know, that's really important. It's important to slow down to do that. And then once you sort of have vision, that's visioning, then getting it out of your head and onto paper. So I think a lot of women have this like visions all the time. We have these big ideas all the time and we, we, we are really good at multitasking and holding a lot in our head. So we do so. And so the second piece is really about getting it out of our head and onto paper again, in that list format. So if anyone relates to like, you know, notes and writing on the back of receipts, you know, this is just a more organized version of doing that on a piece of paper or, or even in a document, although I love handwriting, And then, and then we get it into time. So, and that really merges the feminine with the masculine. But I think this, this ability to really be focused on what matters, um, our purpose, our values, like that's very, that's a very feminine place to start from. Okay. Um, And I have found that makes a huge difference. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's the relationship between food and a balanced plan? 
So this is really like the background of the story that I sort of alluded to about getting healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I noticed when that, when I, when I did get healthy um, and I had been somebody who had, you know, I don't know if anyone listening can relate, but, or you can relate, but I was definitely someone who had tried every diet fad that had happened. Mm -hmm. So, so food to me, like, I didn't really understand the relation, like the real relationship of what I was doing to my, like putting in my body, um, to anything except weight. But when I, when I finally did this last way and it really worked in a different way, what happened was my energy shifted mm-hmm. and, um, I could think more clearly. I felt more connected, right? So it was easier for me to understand things like purpose and values. Um, and so I think a lot of times, we get mad at the health piece. We get mad that we have to figure out what we want to eat. We get mad that we can't have the, you know, that we shouldn't have the cake and we should have the salad or whatever it is. Um, but actually, if we have sort of more of a long-term view and we're really, you know, feeding ourselves and taking care of our bodies from a more future, our more future selves, then we, um, we're just supporting anything we do. We're supporting our work. We're being more productive at work. We're being kinder. Like food can sometimes make people angry and we don't even know that it's because of the food. So we're, we're having better relationships with people. Um, we're, you know, waking up and sleeping are both easier. So we're more rested, like just so much gets supported by that. So I really believe in that being folded into however you plan. And for many of us, it's very separated, right? Like, so we have our work schedule and the things that we're doing with the kids and, you know, what we're doing. We have all these different schedules. And what I found when I wrote this book and was on the road is that very often they were fighting with food. And so it was very hard to get healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. I think it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't like an impetus to you, no specific incident or anything to you getting healthier. It's just, you made the decision. Okay. I have, well, for my own self, I need to be healthier. Well, I had 65 pounds that I had never had in my life before being pregnant and having kids on my body. (laughs) So, so it was kind of like, it was kind of like, that was just the tangible thing. Like I couldn't really figure out what was wrong because it felt a little bit more emotional. I wouldn't have naturally put those two things together, but I just sort of took the most tangible thing that I could, which was the fact right. that, you know, none of my clothes fit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Wow. And, and, and made it into a business. Yeah. I know that yeah. was a little bit of a windy road, but yes. yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we, You'd be commended for that, though, Mia. That's, Absolutely. A, that's quite a feat. Yeah. So uh, mm. congratulations to you on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So we've reached the last of the questions, right? So was wondering if there were any parting words or thoughts uh, or anything that you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah. So just um, I think it's about slowing down enough to really, really imagine what, what could be possible. Like, I just feel like the world right now is just so ridiculous and making so there's so many, there feels like there can be so many constraints. So sometimes I think it's really helpful. Like we're planning for today. One thing I say a lot is that what planning is, is we're just deciding in advance and it's kind of like, it's a gift from our past self to our future self. 
so that we can really be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, I think it really helps to like, go get to know our future self like that 10 years away when maybe the world's calmed down a little bit, maybe it doesn't quite work the way it does now, which is maddening sometimes. Yeah. And everything looks a little bit different. And what, how are we there? And then how can we bring that back to now? Because I think it creates different actions. Like we literally choose, like when we start off with that place of, of values and what we want and how we want to feel and, and, how, and, and that feeling of how it will be when, you know, life is not like it is necessarily right now. When we come from there, we literally choose different things to do like today. And so that's, that, that's like where I come from and why I think planning is so important, not so that we're like these robots who are always doing everything at the same time, but the piece of it that actually creates more freedom for us. Um, because that's, I, I think that's what a lot of us are seeking. A lot of us are seeking more freedom. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mia, for, for meeting with us. You have, it's been wonderful talking with you. And we oh, certainly um, yes. know that you will um, certainly bring some value to our listeners as they figure out how to do a better job in terms of balancing their many demands. So again, thank you so much for joining us here today on Earrings Off. Thank you for having me.